Alex Murdaugh has been indicted by a grand jury in the murders of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. Authorities are also re-examining the deaths of Murdaugh housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, and teenager Stephen Smith. Murdaugh was already facing up to 500 years in prison for financial crimes before the murder charges. everybody welcome to the true crime squad (laughs) almost got it it's getting closer (laughs) i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going it is going well Well, excited to hear all about the uh alex murdoch kerfuffle uh (laughs) He needed a few more charges added to his docket, so I'm well, he it. only had 85 before the murder charges. I mean, I think he's trying to get to a cool 100, and he's probably going to make it. Uh, <laughs> he's not done yet. No, he is definitely not done yet. So we will be updating the Alex Murda uh, case, disaster, tornado, <laughs> hurricane. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, but before we get there, Katie has a little WTF news for us. Do you ever watch those dating shows and wonder, like The Bachelor and shows like that, and wonder, how do they know this person isn't like a serial killer or something? Oh, good question. Yeah. I've wondered, you know, do they do like a deep uh, vetting of these people? I mean, I would hope so. Well, (sighs) a dating show contestant, this actually happened uh, in uh, Ukraine. Mm. There was a man named Peter Bergen who was on a Ukrainian reality show in 2019 uh, in Kiev. Well, he didn't find his love there. But mm. just as the war began, he did find his love. And they very quickly moved in together. I'm going to show you a picture of Peter here. Probably lucky for the dating show contestants that he did not, but very, very unlucky for his current girlfriend. Mm. Interesting, on the dating show, he described himself as the perfect man. That's apparently the biggest red flag ever. (laughs) Yeah, I would say it is. (laughs) Because he's been arrested for allegedly slaughtering his bride-to-be, Ola Davidenko. Oh, my hell. Not only did he strangle to death poor Ola, but then he dismembered her corpse and stored them in his freezer, her body oh, parts. God. Only some of them. Uh, in Only Kiev, some of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Kiev, they're calling him the bridegroom ripper. Ooh. He cut her body into pieces. He put her heart and genitals in the freezer and kept them. The rest of her remains, he spent the next few days going to various uh, landfills and refuge sites throughout the city and dumping them. My God. Her hands were found in one bag. Her torso was found in something else and so on and so forth. They did identify her through her fingerprints on the hands that were found. God. And he now has been detained. But, uh, 
it just really made me think about how uh, you see these people on these shows telling you how wonderful they are and how often are they not? Uh, well, I mean, I would hope they do some background checks, but I guess if he'd never had a criminal history before, how would they know? Right. I would think they True. should do like psych evals and stuff too, but they probably don't. Yeah. Yeah. So here's how he described himself. I'm cheerful, friendly, happy, active, quick-witted, inventive, with a sense of humor, and an optimist. I try to think and create. I'm a quick learner, play sports, and try to leave a healthy lifestyle. I think I am the perfect man. I own a law firm. Our team deals with civil, criminal, and household family matters. I'm into self-development. Oh, Peter. Hard yikes. And poor well, that's all really superficial stuff, too. Right? <laughs> it really is. Wow. Yep. So the police said that he, Peter explained that there was a conflict between him and the woman, because of which he strangled her. In order to hide the traces of the crime, he dismembered the body and tried to hide the remains. Yeah. So whoever was on this dating show dodged a serious bullet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, still no explanation as to why he kept her heart and genitals in the freezer, but he did. So this is a freaky psychopath. We, uh-huh. Yeah. Yikes. Yep, for sure. So there you have it. So maybe think twice. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Now, to be fair, they did not actually meet on the show, but I don't think it matters at this point. No, because he was on it. He could. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So poor Ola. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to kick the mic right on back to you so that we can hear about another creepy psychopath. Alex, Alex Murdoch. Murdoch. All right. Well, squad, it has finally happened. Alex Murdoch has been charged with murder in the deaths of his wife and son. We've kind of been expecting it for this whole year of insanity with Alex Murdaugh, but it has finally happened. A a uh, grand jury has indicted Alex in the murders of his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul. And, you know, of course, as we know, uh, he was already in jail on 85 financial crimes. Just those crimes alone, if he were to be convicted of all of them, add up to 500 years in prison. That's it? Yeah. Can, can we give him a thousand? I mean, I I don't know. But I wanted to tell you uh, about this and kind of we've all thought it, you know, everybody's been wondering this for a year. Mm-hmm. And it turns out those sneaky cops have had way more information than we knew. And they. Mm-hmm. So let me tell it's you a little just bit that it takes a really long time to deal with this much bullshit. It's insane. It, it, it is absolutely insane. I cannot insane. imagine what the investigators and the prosecutors, how many people it's taking to work his case, as well right. as because it's the same area he lived and they some of them were a part of his corruption. Like, yeah. there's just so much to sort through here. I can't even imagine the headache it must be. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. At some point, they just convict him and send him away. Like, yeah. whatever, you know. But, okay, so here's some of what we found out. We didn't know before. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, on the day that Alex, well, that Maggie and Paul were shot and killed, Alex lured Maggie to their hunting cabin. Mm-hmm. So they had been separated and she was living at their beach house and kind of just staying away from him. Gee, mm-hmm. I wonder why. Weird. After all this insane crap that had gone on. So this well, is on June. How much do you suppose Maggie knew? Right. Or she had to have, about had, some of the other things. Yeah. She had to have. Right. Mm-hmm. And the opioid problem. She probably knew about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So on the 7th of June, 2021, he reached out to her and asked her to meet him at their uh, estate hunting lodge, whatever. It was 1700 acre place mm-hmm. in um, Islandton, South Carolina. And she didn't want to go. And she tried to tell him at first she was not mm-hmm. coming. But then he said that her, he told her that his dad, Randolph Murdaugh Murda III, mm-hmm. was in failing health and that she needed to come and see him before he died. Mm-hmm. But she wanted to just meet him at the hospital. But mm-hmm. he wouldn't do that. He insisted that they meet at the hunting lodge and then, you know, drive to the hospital. This was all a mm-hmm. manipulation. She knew it was a manipulation, but she mm-hmm. did give in. And her plan was apparently to just drive out there and then just follow him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, while she, on her way, she messaged a friend and said that something was fishy with his behavior and that he was up to something. So she mm-hmm. knew this was, mm-hmm. he was playing her. So apparently when she got to the hunting lodge, she just left her car running. Like she was just going to talk to him yeah. for five seconds, get back in and and go to the hospital to see the father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, but she went to the dog kennels there because this is like hunting. So they have hunting dogs mm-hmm. and her son, Paul was already there. And um, doing something with the dog. Some At some point right after that, um, they were both shot and killed. Paul yeah. was sort of in kind of partway in the dog kennels. He was shot in the chest and head with a shotgun at close range. Um, Maggie was also shot several times. One it's in the back and some while she was laying on the ground. And she oh. was shot with 300 blackout ammo, which is from um, an AR-style semi-automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. So they were shot from two different guns. This, I think, has been one area of concern for the police. And confusion, yeah. Confusion. I don't think it's an area of confusion at all. This was completely premeditated, and he used two guns to make it look like there were two people there. Yeah. Um. So... With that information, also, he had blood spatter on his clothes, which um, you get not from coming into contact with someone who's bleeding, but from, like, the the, the act, yeah. The act of the shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was a video. Paul had taken a video of his parents talking on his phone. That was time stamped. And so it proves that Alex was there at the mm-hmm. time because he said he was visiting his mother and that he was never up there. Yeah. But there's quite a bit of proof that, yes, in fact, he was up he there. He was there. Yeah. On the video with 
that Paul took, you can't see him, but you can hear him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like there aren't lots of people who can identify his voice. Sure. So there's quite a bit of proof that he was in fact there, even though he mm-hmm. said he wasn't. And having the the blood spatter on his clothes, very concerning. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course the the phone call with Maggie and the text message that Maggie sent to her friend, all of that is corroborating that he was there. Mm-hmm when they were shot and killed. So the grand jury heard that and said, yep, uh, he did it. We think he did it. We think he should go to trial for it. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, oh, now he said he was visiting his father at the hospital. That's right. Not his mother. Yeah. 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 So. (laughs) Which also is easily proven. You know, that's not even a good alibi. No, but, because a hospital is going to have surveillance and people, you know, would yeah. have been there that would have seen him. Like, none of this is a good defense at all. I think it took so long to get here because they have just, officials have just absolutely been running behind him, picking up his charges and all the mm-hmm. dumb shit he's done so fast. They yeah. have not had a lot of time to mm-hmm. process everything yet. Also, I think it's smart this went to grand jury, so nobody knew. Yep. what uh, evidence they had beforehand. No, mm-hmm. there couldn't be any funny business because, you know, the Murdaugh's are what, like fourth generation attorneys and prosecutors mm-hmm. in this area. Like he, they have, especially so he has, carefully. yeah. Had a hell of a good old boys club going there. Yeah, he sure did. Well, you know, he was a personal injury attorney and a huge amount of what he's done is to defraud his own clients yeah. of their settlements. Mm-hmm. But now that these charges have come down, they're now looking at the death of Gloria Satterfield, who was their yeah, the maid. housekeeper yeah, who died in 2018. Um, her body is being exhumed because they've got real questions about her. She supposedly tripped and fell, but her and skull just died. Just died. Her skull was crushed. And so she had a crushed skull and a crushed vertebrae. Yeah. From a trip and fall. But, you know, that whole thing was very sketchy. He mm-hmm. had a friend from a funeral home go pick up her body. Her her death was never reported to the coroner. There was no full autopsy. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of a lot of bullshit that went on there. Not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that he then defrauded her children mm-hmm. of their settlement from her accidental death. After he organized with another attorney for them to sue his homeowner's insurance, insurance. company. To come up with a claim. Yeah. 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 And then somehow got a hold of the money that they were granted and kept it. Mm-hmm. It's now been, I believe they now have been paid out. They have their money, but Good. of course they want, they're out for blood. Yeah. <laughs> their attorney actually said in a public statement that at this point, Alex Murdoch is in it so deep that maybe the best thing he should do is just kill himself. Yeah, I was like, well, wow, okay. I mean, what they're saying is he's not getting out of this. Well, no. But, um, yeah, I think I'd like to see him stick around and uh, pay his pounds of flesh for all of the Uh, things he's done. Yeah. It'll never be enough, but... No. Because then there's the death of Stephen Smith, who was a teenager that died a few years before Gloria Satterfield. I think before... Mm-hmm. I think it was before Gloria Satterfield. Yeah, I don't I know. So. There's so much to keep track of in this freaking case that it just mm-hmm. makes my head spin. Um, and there are questions about how he died 
as well. And if they're, they're worth, it, it's kind of one of those rumors in the community, like people still believe that he was involved in some way or that someone in his family was, that it, mm -hmm. either him or his sons. Yeah. So we're getting down to the real nitty gritty with him, I think, finally getting the murder charges in place. Like, this guy's not going anywhere. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. But his attorney. Nor does he get to go sit in rehab for a while and uh, avoid right. having to be in jail. Also, he tried that. Not happening. They, yeah. He yeah. tried that and he was arrested and extradited back, mm -hmm. which I think is great. Yeah. But Harputlian, who is his attorney, which what in the hell kind of name is I that? Can't. Anyway, I cannot. I know. Every time I hear it, his name is his name is Dick Harputlian. <laughs> no shit, my friends. No shit. But Harputlian apparently is just giddy over these murder charges because he's so one hundred percent sure that he can get Alex off on all of this. And dude. What planet are you living on? Even if they don't convict him for murder, that dude's never getting out of prison just for the financial crimes alone. But apparently he's been really uh, blowing snot around that he's, you know, that he's sure that he he's going to get him off. I'm like, first oh, of all, your name is Dick Harputlian. Okay. That's just the beginning of stupid bullshit. First of all, Dick, <laughs> you're an attorney. Anyone can change their name, but you sure could have at any yeah. time. But you chose to keep this. <laughs> Second of all, sweet little dick. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, for the love. That part I was like, seriously, dude, really? So, of course, you know, the endless drama continues. Also, two days before the grand jury indictment came down, the South Carolina bar finally disbarred him. <laughs> it's taken him this long. Yeah, like, uh, convinced yet? Do you really think this could all possibly just be a big misunderstanding? No. So he has finally officially been disbarred, now charged with murder. And <laughs> I don't even know how this could get any worse. But you talk about malignant narcissist, psychopath. Yeah. Mm hmm. It, but, it's absolutely horrifying. This man has no limit to what he will do. What? What's your hot take on why? Why Paul and Maggie? And also, why is Buster the golden child? Right? Well, okay, so Paul was actually facing murder charges of his own mm -hmm. because of a boating while under the influence accident mm -hmm. where a young girl was killed. Right. Was it manslaughter charges or something like that? It might that? have been manslaughter, yeah, but he was yeah. awaiting trial. Maggie was leaving him, had finally mm -hmm. had enough of his bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so I think there were, the divorce was going to bring a lot of scrutiny to the his finances, finances no. which, by the way, are a fucking dumpster fire thanks mm -hmm. to all the fraud he's committed. And then Paul being in trouble with the law also bringing mm -hmm. all of this attention to them that he knew mm -hmm. could potentially out all of this crap that he's done. And their deaths literally did that. Mm -hmm. um, he did it to himself. But I, I yeah. think that he was afraid of the attention that the family was getting and that uh, Buster just hadn't wasn't in trouble at the time. 
-hmm. I also think he just was the favorite child mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we know about the, the failed um, assassination yes. that Alex Murdoch set up for himself mm -hmm. so that Buster would just get $10 million in life insurance and move on with life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think he was the favorite child, but I also really think that because, Paul and Maggie were doing things that were going to bring scrutiny to uh -huh. him and his financial standing and mm -hmm. his work and stuff. He knew that the cards were all about to fall and he was trying to prevent that. Uh -huh. Although what he did actually just made it happen. Mm -hmm. Turns out you can only really commit so many crimes before something Cracks. Someone notices, even if you are a Murdaugh in this little small town in this area where your family has kind of been royalty forever, they've gotten away with so much for so mm. long. And I'm sure so much. That's why he's um, so arrogant. Mm -hmm. The arrogance of all of this is yeah. so gross. And Harpootlian's arrogance now, too. Oh, Harpootlian's arrogance. Yeah. I just want to see him get smacked down in court so hard. I want a prosecutor to stand on his neck, man. It's going <laughs> to happen. It is mm -hmm. going to happen. They have a lot. I mean, the blood spatter, the video, the 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 messages from Maggie, the indication of, you know, the the setup, like mm -hmm. the and and I mean, him lying about his alibi about where he mm -hmm. was when this happened. And that's all we know. Which right, means that's, all that's a little bit compared to what they probably do have. Right, because you know what they have. They have location data on all of their cell phones, mm -hmm. right? You know they do. They can prove exactly where that idiot was. Yeah. He wasn't that smart. No. He no. thought he was, but... Uh... He thought he was, but he's more arrogant than smart, frankly. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, um, the saga continues, and mm -hmm. we will continue to uh, try to make some sense of it occasionally. We don't update it every time there's something new. Because that would literally be nearly every day. Right. Um, but I am very curious to see what happens with the exhumation of Gloria Satterfield. Uh -huh. Because, you know, what some people are saying is that her injuries are not consistent with the fall at all. Yeah. And she was, you know, like you just fell down and died. I mean, that's pretty much what he said. Right. So she fell, she hit her head, she died. Yeah. Just from tripping? Like mm -hmm. that? No. And she was only, I believe, 49. She yeah, wasn't she wasn't an old lady. Woman. No. No, not at all. And I hope I hope for Stephen Smith's family's sake that there's yeah. some closure for them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because and and you know, please keep looking. Anybody else die under um mm -hmm. sketchy circumstances around this fool? Because clearly he's not know, above it. Yeah. Some kind of freaky serial killer on top of all of this other shit. Well, there is no bottom. There is no. absolutely no bottom. No, I mean, he, he really does seem to think that he is entitled to do anything he wants to anyone. Well, he has, and he's gotten away with it for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. So that's where we're at with Alex F. Murdaugh. It's not really F, but we say that, you know, it's a joke. He's definitely on the top of the FOS list, so... Definitely, you know, yes. if we were to see him, it would be a fight on site situation. However, yes. he's in jail, so that's probably not going to happen. Not our job, but, uh, you know, FYI, he is yeah. on the FOS list. He's on the FOS list. If you happen to see him, feel free. It's mm -hmm. kind of like punching a Nazi. Don't be afraid. Uh, 
absolutely the worst like organized crime male white privilege I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. with this dude. Uh, only because he got caught. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Katie, this is our Tuesday episode, and I think we're mm-hmm. going to wrap it up with a little bit of a, a paranormal news. Yes. I found this article and I absolutely had to share this story with you guys because, well, I knew you'd love it. It was put out by Mel Magazine, uh, and I'll link it in the, uh, the show description, but in 1979 in rural Minnesota, a deputy named Sheriff Val Johnson, he was in Marshall County, uh, very rural, and it was late at night, he was on patrol. And as he's driving, he sees this bright white light streak across the sky. And he thought maybe a pilot went down or something. Obviously, some emergency just happened and he felt like that was his job to get there. Mm -hmm. So he heads down the road and turns towards it and is, you know, barreling towards it. And suddenly the light is coming at him and comes, in his words, through him and through the car. He said it grew brighter and brighter until he heard glass shatter. The light entered the patrol car. Everything turned to black and he lost consciousness. Oh. Whoa. He said, I traveled about a mile and the light seemed to intercept me, so to speak. It came right up on me. It was painful. The light was extremely brilliant and painful. And I closed my eyes and I heard the sound of breaking glass. That's the last I remember. Wow. So well, some of the things that they uh, that have been learned through this uh, investigation is that he was unconscious for 40 minutes before he mm-hmm. radioed for help. He was taken to the hospital with mild welder or flash burns to his eyes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But the weirdest thing is that his wristwatch and his electric clock stopped for 14 minutes. Wow. Yep. At the scene of the accident, skid marks show that he coasted for 800 feet after impact before applying the brakes. And they did search all the way around the crash site, but nothing was found. They thought maybe a small airplane or something, but nothing was found. He also didn't hear any engine noise or anything that would indicate that it was some kind of a a vehicle of any Mm -hmm. way. They still have no idea what happened. Wow. There was no evidence. There was nothing, uh, you know, around. There was nothing, uh, no debris, nothing that can help explain where the lost 14 minutes went. Yeah. Honestly, where he went or what happened to him, Mm -hmm. how he got those light burns to his eyes. Nothing. Was the windshield broken out of the car? You know, I keep trying, the article doesn't say that, but I am confused about that because he says he heard light or heard uh, glass breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So here's the dispatch call. Dispatch operator says, 407, what is your condition? He says, I don't know. Something just hit my car. Dispatch, what's your condition? Are you okay? He says, Something attacked my car. I heard the glass breaking and the locks. The brakes locked up. I don't know what's going on. 
Whoa. So Sheriff Dennis Bredke led the investigation and he says that he doesn't doubt Val in any way. He said that uh, his story remained very consistent from the time he talked to the first responders to our, you know, interviews years later. Mm-hmm. He pretty much has the same story of this is what I know. This is what happened. But they wow. have never been able to determine what really happened to him. Dang, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So the police car he was in at the time is actually on display at in Minnesota. Sorry. The article is moving slow. Uh, at the Marshall County Historical Society. Mm. And he said that people uh, come and investigate this car and visit this car all the time. Really? Uh-huh. Is there anything, I mean, interesting about the car? Is there anything Not that really. shows impact or anything like that? No. Uh, they did say that at one point an investigator, uh, yeah, like a paranormal investigator, brought a black light and shined it all over the car, but didn't seem to... Uh, determined anything from it so Hmm. yeah weird there's just no answer i just think it's so wild that is that's creepy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm glad i told the story though and that he didn't pretend it was something else i think that happens a lot Uh uh-huh and he he's okay he moved on uh he says he made peace with what happened he said upon reflection I've come to the conclusion that perhaps the creator has made other things we can't readily see or readily identify. And perhaps this is one of those things I encountered on the road. Hmm. Wow. So I guess he made peace with not knowing. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you have it. Be careful. It's wild out there, apparently. Yeah, I'm apparently. sure this happened in 1979. But... <laughs> <laughs> still is wild out there though we don't know what it was that was wow Wow. well thank you for that Mm -hmm. this is our tuesday episode and so we will be back on wednesday with um another episode and case updates at 7 p.m mountain it's a live stream and right after case updates is our monthly true crime cold read party Mm -hmm. and that is our uh membership on youtube so if you would like to join the cold read party, sign up for it, go click on, go to our uh, YouTube channel, click join. It's $4.99 a month. You can come to the cold read party. Bring us a cold case that you would like us to read for you. And we will. Um, we'll give you our best read on what we think happened and, you know, what we're feeling like was the cause of the situation or whatever your question might be. Just bring mm-hmm. a little description to help us know what, uh, where to start. And that will be right after the uh, case updates this week at seven that's at 7 p.m mountain so right after that we'll do the cold read party we look forward to those every month it's really a lot of fun we get exposed to all kinds of cases we didn't know about because there are so many and sometimes we pick one or two of those and actually make them a full episode yeah yeah well thank you for being here with us you know it we are the true crime squad (laughs) Still getting used to that name, you guys. <laughs> we appreciate you like, liking, subscribe, share, do all the things to help us to grow. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>